0: I'm Kelly J. Grace, and welcome to Divine Connections. This is a podcast about connecting the truth you believe to the life you really live. You know, if you struggle to connect God's Word to your own oh-so-real everyday life, then you're in the right place to take a closer look at divine truth and how it can bring God's blessing into your life. Now, I wish I could say that as believers, we don't struggle with the same problems and issues that those who don't know God struggle with. But sadly, ooh, we often do. And one of those issues is self-control. Now, this whole topic of self-control has been on my mind lately, and I've come to the conclusion that maybe we've forgotten a basic truth of our faith. And that's why so many of us are struggling with self-control. What if self-control isn't about trying harder? This is Episode 19, Finding All the Self-Control You Need. Listen in. It is not the mountain we conquer, but ourselves. So said Sir Edmund Hillary, the first man who ever reached the summit of Mount Everest. And, you know, what he's saying is that mastering ourselves, conquering ourselves, is the route to achievement, to success, really, in any venture. But my question is, is that true? Is that true for us as Christians? I mean, as a child of God, is self-mastery the goal? Do we just need to try harder to apply ourselves more diligently, more consistently? Is that the solution? Now, you know, I've been thinking about self-control for several years now. Well, at least since I began this whole venture of trying to recall and recollect and organize and then present the truth that God has taught me over the last 50 years. And currently, there is a mountain of advice available literally everywhere that I look about self-control. And so I've kind of been attempting to sort out the wheat from the chaff, in especially in secular books and presentations that I've heard on the topic of self-control. You know, I kind of, here's the picture I have in my mind. I envision that I'm kind of letting it all flow through the filter of God's Word, like a giant colander that captures any truth, but drains out every bit of human wisdom and all the nonsense that's really not going to help you and I as God's children. So I told you when I introduced this podcast way back 20, 1920 episodes ago, that I would usually share a scripture that any lesson was based on. So here is the scripture that I began with in considering self-control. It's from Proverbs 25, 28, and it says a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Now, that needs a little bit of context for us. Uh, we have to update the context of that passage for those of us living in the modern world because we don't live in walled cities, right? But in ancient times, um, cities, fortress cities had walls around them, and a city without a wall was really a city without a defense from attack. So it's a shorthand way of saying that if you don't have a wall, you're vulnerable, you're defenseless, you're unprotected. So basically a bad thing, right, in scripture terms. But here's the thing that I think trips us up on this whole topic. It's buried inside the very term self-control, Because when you and I see that word self-control, we zero in on the word self. And see what happens from the get-go? Our focus is wrong. Instead of focusing on control, we focus on self. And I'm going to suggest to you that self-control isn't rooted in you, in yourself. And here is a list of three truths that I think you need to keep top of mind when you think about self-control. And the first comes from John 15, 5. This is Jesus, and he says, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, the whole text of that verse, it says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So, that verse is telling us that a strong, vibrant, life giving connection with Jesus is what we need. I mean, have you ever noticed out in your yard maybe you've got this green shrub and there's one branch that's all brown and shriveled? And when you get a little closer and take a look, you realize that, oh, sure enough, somebody bumped into it and down further down. It's been broken off from the main trunk or the main big stem that it's growing from. And so that's what's happened. It's withered and died. It looked like it was connected, but it wasn't really. The pipeline for nutrients and hydration and all the rest is broken. Well, That can happen to us, and that's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about your life, your spiritual strength that really flows to you through a healthy, strong connection to him. Now, your self-control and my self-control is a function of how healthy our connection is to Jesus. So the second verse is Philippians 4.13. It's... It's kind of got the same spin. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this is another part of the puzzle about self-control. You will do something, or sometimes you'll refrain from doing something, but not because you just tried hard, but because you actually received spiritual strength from Jesus, And then the third is that passage from Galatians 5, 20, I think it's 23, the fruit of the spirit. Remember, it lists the nine different, what we call fruit of the spirit or graces. And the last is self control. So self control is a result or a byproduct of your relationship with Jesus and your responsiveness to the indwelling Holy Spirit. He's the one living inside you to guide you and instruct you and point you to Jesus. Now, Johann Friedrich Lobstein, I hope I said his name correctly. He said, if you would learn self-mastery, begin by yielding yourself to the one great master. Now, This is the part in this that I think we need to realign our thinking, which so often I go back over and over again to Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we renew our minds and have our thinking, our thoughts actually transformed by God's word. And this is what needs to happen for us, I think, when we start thinking about self-control. Because you and I can go into any bookstore. You can go online and look up self-control. You're going to find a million self-help books to tell you how to have self-control. But they're all going to point back to you yourself being the origin of it. What I'm saying is, as Christians, self-control is not a try-harder, self-generated effort. And you and I should be so thankful for that. We need to acknowledge the truth that self-control for us as Christians is a believe and receive provision of spiritual strength. It is a continual supply drawn from an inexhaustible reservoir of spiritual strength that's available to you and I as God's children, as disciples of Christ. It's offered to us by the goodness and the grace, the always sufficient grace of God to enable us to be godly, to actually be Christ-like. That's the thing I want you to wrap your mind around, is that, If you have struggled with self-control, I promise you it's because you've been trying literally to do it yourself, and you've focused on the wrong part of the self-control. You and I need to turn our eyes back to our Lord, and that's where we're going to find that grace that's going to enable us to exercise as a fruit of the Spirit self-control Again, fruit is evidence of growth, of life, of connection, not of trying hard. No tree out in the orchard stands there trying hard to produce fruit. No, it just takes in the nutrients. It sits under the sunshine God provides, and it does what God created it to do to bear fruit. And that's an image I want you to have in your mind. So I want you this week. Now, next week, we're going to talk more about self-control and the exercise of it in our lives. But I want you just to take a deep breath this week and recognize that it is not about you making a big, horrific effort all the time. It's about you maintaining a relationship. Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you for the riches of your grace. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us to keep our connection with you open and vital so that your strength, the strength of the Lord, flows into our lives constantly. Remind us that it is not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit that we can walk in self-control. Help us to live surrendered to you rather than depending upon ourselves. And Lord, where we have failed, oh, Father, please forgive us. And where we've neglected our connection, would you renew that desire for you in our hearts? In our need of self-control, Lord, Will you be our only resource? Inspire us to live for your glory and not for our own indulgence in thoughts and words and actions that grieve your heart. So make us hungry for more of you. And as we behold the glory and the beauty and the righteousness of Jesus Christ, Will you let us just cease our own strivings and simply receive as we have believed, by faith? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you again for listening, and if you haven't yet left a review, I would like to ask you once more just to take a few minutes, go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone, and just leave a short one. I would appreciate it, because what you say can really help someone else discover us here, like this one from Artsy Ann who's a friend. She wrote, I've known Kelly for years and she's one of my favorite Bible teachers. I know you'll grow in your understanding of God and his ways by listening. And if you build your life on his principles, as she explains so clearly, you will have no regrets. I want to thank you, artsy Ann for the kind words. It means more than I can say. Now, In the next few episodes, we are going to look at how to bring self-control as a fruit of the Spirit to bear on what we think, what we say, and what we do. We're going to focus closely on what God's Word is telling us about transforming our thoughts, taming our tongues, and redeeming our time. Those are all areas where we struggle. It is so common among us to struggle with the things we think, having self-control over our minds and the things we say. Oh, my word. (laughs) We all struggle with that. James says, if you don't sin in what you say, boy, you are totally a spiritual man indeed and in redeeming our time. So until then, I'm on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace and you'll find other resources on the website at kellyjgrace.com.